Ooh, that looks tasty. Welcome, folks. Today, the Hungry Gamer is back with another episode of Boards and Brews, and I'm joined for the second or maybe third time by the man that's coming up on 95,000 subscribers from One Stop Co-op Shop, Michael Kelly. Like there were a joined. Like, yeah. or maybe we could be conjoined. That'd be even different. Ooh, is that like a, you know, like, like twins? twins? Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of like, far like away. Connected, right? Well, yeah, I guess you are in more different coasts. But hey, good to be back! Yeah. Yay! And and the you get to skip out on all the rapid fire questions with the, with the one exception of what is your brewed beverage today, sir? This is a so uh, last time I was on, I think I was drinking whiskey or something else. No, it was a uh, uh, it was like milk and Kahlua or something. Oh, I was drinking a White Russian, <laughs> <laughs> but but without the vodka. You're like well, coffee, Kahlua, yeah. yeah. I mean that's still delicious. It's it totally sounds delicious. It's delicious. Yeah. So so this time I, I literally went out with my son and sitting in the car while I went inside. <laughs> my oldest son, he's allowed to be in the car by himself. Um, I, I went and and got this like an hour before recording. So yes, yeah, this is a Samuel Adams Summer Ale, citrus wheat ale. It's a little sweet. My wife said she wanted something a little bit sweet, so I was going to get like a hefeweizen in or something. So it's it's I quite refreshing. Yeah. And it's not summer yet, but it is going to be 90 degrees in two days in Maryland. It sounds so. horrible. And and if you're not an East Coast person, it's probably humid there too, isn't it? That is, it's getting there. That, that That's going to be in a few months. But hey, I, I, I don't know. I feel like we've lucked out weather-wise compared to California. This that's year. true. We, we had, uh, I believe it was like eight atmospheric rivers. Fall cyclones or whatever they're called. <laughs> It was just crazy. Now, the funny thing is, yesterday, you asked me, this is for everybody else, if it has to actually be brewed. I was like, just, you know, do what you're going to do. It doesn't really matter. And I was expecting you not to have a brewed beverage. So to honor you, I'm actually drinking a cider, which I was informed at one point is not brewed. I thought cider was brewed, but I guess it's not brewed. From my favorite brewery, Fort Point, out of San Francisco, who still does not sponsor this podcast. And they've... One of these days, someone's going to be like, you know, he keeps mentioning you. Why don't you send him a beer? So wait, okay, so so beers are brewed, spirits are distilled, yeah. and ciders are... I, I guess they're distilled shackled. Ooh, I like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was brewed, because I think they actually put yeast in there, so I thought it was brewed. But are you looking it up right now, I hope? No, I would never do that. Yeah, well, you should. See, I don't, I don't have a second screen. Becky. fermented Ciders oh it's fermented, fermented. which is it does, it's, the first words on this fat page say say cider is never brewed <laughs> in, in one declarative sentence right there <laughs> well now the real question though is is brewing and fermenting is that like close to the same thing i don't think so i think fermenting it just sits for a while and then Will just wants the entire episode to be like Googling stuff. I do. It's very exciting. Fermenting refers to anything undergoing the process of yeast converting. Oh, ah, you, you're kind of right. Brewing is a subset of fermenting. Oh, so so all brewing is fermenting, all brewing but not all is fermenting, fermenting is... but not all fermenting is brewing. You got it. You got you it. Know, I'm going to take it. I think it counts. I think it counts. And yeah, everybody can you just call the show Boards and Fermentations. Yeah, and, 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 and Fruz. We'll workshop it. <laughs> We'll workshop it. If you if you're on YouTube looking at this, make sure you drop down in the comments and let us know if that counts. Because I feel like it counts. Because it's a really tasty cider, which is really what's important. Four point sponsor me. <laughs> All right, so, so jumping in, uh, if you remember, we talked about you know a couple games 
one or two games that you've been playing recently. And then, you know, the one or two games that's like upcoming, the next ones. And so I'll, I'll let you go first. What's the first one that you've been playing recently? Well, I literally, in fact, the reason I was almost late for this episode is that uh, like five minutes ago or whatever, <laughs> My my son was there to witness and help me out a little bit with the final step. I just beat the prototype I have of Threads of Fate. So Threads of Fate is on crowdfunding as of Tuesday, as of yesterday when we were recording. Um, and I think it's up for like a month, so it should still be up whenever you're watching this, uh, for a while at least. Uh, it is the newest one from Post Curious that did uh, the Emerald Flame and... What's the Terra one? The Light in the Mist. Yeah, the, um, uh, I covered the Emerald Flame that... That's like the, the the Cadillac of escape room games. This this one is very similar from what I understand. I have not played the Emerald Flame. All I've covered on our channel um, is the Light in the Mist, but I thought that was lovely because that one's just like a tarot deck and it's very like streamlined. Um, so this is apparently like a remaster slash remake of the very first game they ever did, like super cheap version, mm -hmm. which was I think like called Tailed of Ord or something. But this is a, a beautiful version. So what I had is almost a full... Like they said, it's basically identical to the final version. It was awesome. Yeah, um, it is. It is eaten my soul since uh, Friday. I think every day I've like worked on riddles for like two or three hours, and like my family would kind of come and go. Like my my wife and I did the light in the mist all together, but this one I knew I had because I, I was uh, since it crowdfunded, but I wasn't going to be ready. Uh, the creator uh, Rita, I think her name is, yeah, wanted me. She she was like you need to play through the whole thing to get like the full experience. So I don't care if you're ready for like the Tuesday launch. Cause I only got the prototype uh, late last week. So she was like, don't worry about whether you're ready for the launch, like play through the whole thing whenever, as long as it's before the crowdfunding campaign is done. But I, I really got into it. So yeah. Um, I won't spoil anything, but I think minimum, unless you just cheat your way with every hint possible, this is going to be like a 12 hour plus experience, which I think I, I was wondering about the value. Cause so it's interesting. I had only played part one. Well, no, I guess I was in the middle of part two when the page went up. No, that's not true. I was doing part three yesterday. Anyway, I saw the price on the crowdfunding page and it's like 80 bucks. And I was like, oof, 80 bucks. But first of all, as I unlocked more stuff for part three and then part four, because it's really like kind of four huge and each, each of the four parts has like six or seven or eight or nine like other big riddles within it. Um, but yeah, uh, there's some stuff that I'm like, this is crazy. How much money is she spending on this? So the $80 is definitely worth it component wise and like manipulatives wise. And then yeah. in terms of time, you know, I, I kind of, I don't know about you, Will, do you play like escape or exit or any of those things? Not, not very much. I'm not very smart. Um, but <laughs> my wife, I was smart. I didn't say I didn't cheat a lot, yeah. but yeah, well, my wife likes them a lot and we, we did the same thing with the Emerald Flame where we did got the whole thing. There's a couple of little bits and bobs that changed afterwards, yeah. but like we, she solved way more than I did, but like, oh, we yeah. loved it. Like there was a thing, like I was like taking candles and lighting candles and like rubbing it like under stuff. Ooh. It would make right, things I didn't do that. That's cool. Stuff was, this I was like, this one was a lot more, um, what is it called? Cryptography, like uh, ciphers and uh, code breaking and stuff. Uh, star chart reading, geolocation, a lot of cool stuff in here. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what I wanted to say is I, I usually kind of break these down like for a lot of the ones that are about an hour. The exit series is usually about one hour and then you're done with it. The unlock series is usually about one hour. Deckscape is usually an hour, hour and a half. Um, 
hunt a killer like the 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 core boxes they sell now they're like one-time things are usually about an hour an hour and a half so all those are in like the 20 to 30 dollar range depending on which uh product it is so for this to be again it was probably 12 hours and that was with me rushing and using a few more hints than i would have because i wanted to get it finished in time to do a video by this weekend yeah this was probably about 12 hours of work on my part so 12 times 20 or 30 is a lot more than 80 bucks <laughs> basically yeah. what i'm saying here and it was fabulous see i i had a blast with it and the story's really cool the riddles were hard as heck um way harder than the light in the mist way harder than like any exit or unlock i remember uh playing um but it did mean that when i figured them out i felt like a rock star you felt, felt good but you, well, you you should you should see if you can chase down the the emerald flame that was, that was yeah really yeah cool. yeah they, they said they can't send me a review copy because they're not really trying to they're not really trying to drum up uh, marketing for it but I'll, I'll try to find a a used copy. I don't know how how, how destructive is it. Is like the kind of thing. Uh, very. But I know there's they had like recharge kits. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, either way, I, I don't mind buying it. I like this company. And they've they've sent me two review copies of games that I've really enjoyed. So, yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I, I, I fell off their list. I guess I wasn't important enough. But that's okay. I was very. It was really hard. Like it was really hard for me to do. Um, yeah. All right. So, well, jump yeah, so, so that that was Threads of Fate, by the way. If you right, like so my my my, my first one is one's been sitting on my shelf for not too long. And it is Fire Nation Rising from the op, which is the reskin of Thanos Rising. Thanos Rising. But it's but Avatar. Avatar, yeah. Yeah, Last yeah, Airbender. That's cool. I like Last Airbender a lot. I don't like uh, Thanos Rising or any of the other Risings that played at all, but I like Avatar a lot. <laughs> yeah, then you probably won't like it either. And so <laughs> it, it's, uh, you know, some of those crisis management games is what I call them, because otherwise I'm always saying pandemic-style game. And, you know. But you know, you're putting like out all fires. Crisis management yeah. is better, right? You know, you're putting out your fires, trying to do the one big thing. You know, maintaining so the the game doesn't beat you before you can solve whatever the big puzzle is. Whatever. A lot of dice chucking. You're building a tableau of heroes along with it. There's three different. You can go to the Earth Kingdom, the Water Kingdom, or the Air Kingdom, and you're dealing with either people you're recruiting mm-hmm. or the villains that are there trying to hurt you. And what's his name? Ozai is that the name of the Big bad boss. The Fire Lord is Ozai, yeah. Yeah, and so he's a huge thing in the middle, and he turns and faces a kingdom, and that kingdom gets attacked, and everybody gets hurt. And you're going to lose if 10 people die. Like, 10 of the characters from the show, if they die, you lose. And if you can, when you get to the eclipse, the final missions will come out, and if you can beat those before you die, you're going to win. You know, already this sounds more interesting to me just because I love Avatar so much. And don't get me wrong, I like Marvel, but... I feel like there's a lot of Marvel in every way, shape, and form trying to uh-huh. shove its way into my brain. Whereas Avatar, it's like unless I go and watch the old show or watch Korra, like there's not and we'll read yeah. I have like we have like the graphic novels. There's not as much to to dig into there. Now I don't know if Thanos Rising uses dice or not. I think it did, but I don't remember. It's been a yeah. many a year. But the dice that it uses, one, the dice are real I'm showing just you. Like the dice are really nice. He's like, you know, yeah, each the nice. different uh, uh you know colors which go with the, you know, the elements, but it's a Yahtzee style and, you know, you're rolling your dice and you get more dice based on the characters you've recruited. That Some will give you dice. for Thanos. Yeah. It's probably somewhat the same, but you know, you ch- chuck a dice trying to match symbols and, you know, maybe you can manipulate them. It's very, very simple. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty fun. It's not, it's about as light as you're going to go in that style of game. Like, you know, there's not, there's not a ton going on. I wish it had more kind of final quests you could do. There's oh, there's three, and you have to solve three, so it's always going to be the same three. Yeah, 
By the way, I'm looking at uh, an image of Thanos rising. Yeah, it's got custom embossed dice looking kind of similar, except with different symbols, more Avengers-y sim- okay. symbols, I guess. Which makes me like this more because this, like, the dice makes sense. Like, you got fire, you got air, you know, you mm-hmm. got the four elements. Like, what do you have in the other one? You, you got punch, blast, energy, fly, you know, uh, gauntlet, ninja power. Ninja power? Yeah. <laughs> some ninja powers. You know, uh, uh, like Black Widow, she's got ninja power. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love Avatar. So, and my kids like Avatar. It might be enough for me to, I don't want to buy a rising game, Will. What are you doing to me? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I'm sure the app would send it to you. But yeah, it's, it is, this is going to sound like a, I'm being mean. I'm not. It is completely inoffensive. Like, I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. It's not super deep. It's not, you know, anything like that, but just you throw it. Like I threw it out on the table the first time, read all the rules, learned how to play it, finished a game in 45 minutes. Like that, that, that is not, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And you could definitely play that with your kids and your kids could absolutely make decisions. You know, like you, you might have to, you know, help them manage their tableaus. Don't, don't forget this power activates or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. But they got that choice. You want to roll the dice again and try to go for this or you want to not, you know, so yeah, it's fun. It's you know, it's fun. I was very, I was very pleased with it. Nice. You know, so far. All right. What's your next one? It's a little known game, Arkham Horror, the card game, Arkham Horror, the LCG from Fantasy Flight. Ah, the game I've never played. Yeah. So uh, this one's been on my table. So it is my number one game of all time. I say that often because it's it's how I feel. <laughs> now, have you blinged it out? Have you have it's you blinged it out? I have not blinked. You know, I almost did once. So I'm gonna and I'm gonna then... show. So my, my buddy Max every local con he goes he him and his friend bob they go to do rpgs but at the, like the small local cons you either get into the game or you don't and you don't know until like the moment if you're in and so when they don't get into games they get together and they play arkham horror and he has these like nice plastic tokens with like yeah. metals like embossed into it and just these etsy like uh uh, laser cut boards. Yeah. It's, Colin has similar stuff like that. It's funny to compare Colin's playthroughs of the game versus mine. His mine is like bare bones. <laughs> while driving down the freeway in the back of a pickup truck, basically. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh, Arkham's been on my brain. First of all, I got the crazy idea to do a review of every cycle, every like full campaign. Um, So I did, it's been kind of a random order. They sent me do you know will they've been like repackaging all the old like it used to be like you'd have to buy like a bunch of like boosters to get like the full campaign now they're repackaging them as like full sets oh that's lovely yeah it makes it it much easier somewhat and it's so it's way less money if you add up how much would have cost to get everything in the past versus now it's like 20 or 30 bucks less and on top of that they have uh, all the like campaign stuff in one box you can buy and all the more characters more cards to build your deck with in another box so if you like the campaigns you have, but you just want to have more deck construction options, you get that one. If you just want to do more story, but you already have 50 characters, and who gives a crap if I get a few more, you can buy just that one. So it's, it's a really nice model. But yeah, so um, so they sent me the box for the Forgotten Age, like the redone one, which is like a middle campaign. It's like the fourth campaign, I think I want to say, they came out with. third. Or do all the campaigns string together? or No, no, no. Like, totally, just like difficult. Totally I see. Yeah, so so I started with that one randomly because that's the one they sent me like a giveaway copy of. But now I'm going back to the beginning. So I just said Night of the Zealot, which is the like core game, little three scenario campaign. 
and then I'm going to do Return to Dunwich or Dunwich Legacy, whatever it's called. Um, so yeah, so it's been great. Um, I just play the newest standalone, which is called Fortune and Folly, which is like in a gambling uh, casino, and it's and like you gamble in it, and it's kind of fun how they did it. Like the encounter cards also have uh, poker values on them, and like you're you're manipulating your poker cards and like redrawing. I don't know. I had a good time with it. So yeah, um, n- n- nothing much new to say. It continues to be my favorite game, and I think most people have probably already seen it and heard of it or played it themselves. But uh, I I still love it. it. It has stood the test of what is it like? five years since it came out six years seven years that's it really that's it oh, i thought it was out, out, out longer but yeah i, I know I'm pe- say like 2016 here i look it up while you talk yeah i i know i mean the people who like this game are just almost in a cult themselves about it like just <laughs> yeah. just to love it I, i've never played other than that uh, when bob and max are playing sometimes i'll walk by like, oh l- let me draw a token without fail i always draw the worst oh, so token. you've never played it nope i've just I've, I've drawn some tokens and had them get hurt or killed Wait, you're going to Gen Con too? Is that right? No, I can't because they changed my school schedule. Just, just, just Origins. But I may, I may be back out your way the with your way right, this I, summer. I can teach you Arkham Horror, but yeah, it was 2016, so it's been my, it's remained my favorite game for seven years. That's, I think, not a with how many games we play, that's not a small task, you know. No, that's that 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 that's that's big time, especially especially that you're out buying more of it, which. Yeah, well, they've started sending me stuff, which is very nice. But I had up till that point bought. Probably, oh my god, man! Don't Probably at it. least at least eight hundred, if not a thousand dollars worth of stuff for it. Yeah. Wow. So, so it's got to be my favorite, right? It's like self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. I got it. Well, you know, that's one of those things. That's like in that case, you know, Red Dragon has to be my favorite game because I have all of it. I I love it. I, I love the game, but I, would I say it's my favorite game? No. But you I know, I've I, never played that one. Wow. We're going to talk about all the other games. I've played basically every other game in the universe. Yep. I've never played the actual like competitive, like play card, take that money uh, gambling one. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating to me because in general, take that's not my jam, but like that's literally all the game is. Yeah. yeah so I, 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 think, I can get on board with it. It's, it's, is, well, it, is it quick? Um, it, it's not long if you're smart enough not to play with like 12 people. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. You know, if you, if you play with, you know, three, four people, it, it can be half an hour. Okay. That, you know, that's f- perfect. F- for yeah. 45 minutes. If people are going slow about it, you know, people, are, ah, what, you know, especially once you start to know the cards, then it gets real quick. Sure. You, know, you always have that one person. You're like, Oh gosh, just, just, just pick, just pick a card. No, no, we're not going back. Just, just pick a card. Just come on, come on, come <laughs> Um, But yeah, it's, it, take that. I, I stand behind it as the, the best take that game you're going to find. But it's not my favorite game in the world. I have so much fun with it, but I have so much of it. I may have spent more money on it. They have like, what, like 10, 12 character sets at this point? Well, they just did the ninth big set. Nine. Oh, but there's other smaller sets? Yeah, there's like 54 characters. (laughs) You know, so it just, it's it's tons. Who am I to talk? I definitely have probably close to 50 characters. Yeah, yeah. So it's either that or Too Many Bones that I've spent the most most money on. Yeah, I've got a trove chest with... I know I got more stuff coming. They say it's gonna fit. I don't. Really yeah, Unbreakable. It. How is it gonna fit? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't believe it. Josh I, Welgus. If you are watching, you send us a message on how this stuff's gonna fit. I'm sure they'll have a video, and I'll use it because I'll need yeah. it. You know. On a side note, there's a guy who has just started doing videos where he t- shows you how to combine multiple games into the core box. I've seen this before. And I am, he did it with the Reckoners and the Reckoners expansion. 
And I'm so excited. I haven't done it. I need to sit down and do it, but I'm so excited. So whoever you are, dude, if you're one of the nine people who will listen or watch this, please keep doing it with too many bones <laughs> and the trove chest. <laughs> All right. But so the, the other one that I was playing recently is a party game. And I wish I'd brought it when I saw you and uh, your, your wife. Stay cool. And is this like is penguin sliding. Am I thinking of the right Nope, game? nope, nope. It's multitasking. Oh, okay. So if it's your turn, what's going to happen is the first round, you play in three rounds. Everyone gets to do three rounds. And it's your turn. You have a bunch of dice. And these big honking dice have letters on them. The two white dice have all the vowels and Y. The others are random sort of, of other letters you know, that you need. And then one person's reading you questions that will have uh, four or five, th- three to five letter answers that you have to spell with the dice. You told well, some, me about this. Yeah, and someone else yeah, yeah, yeah. is asking questions you have to answer out loud all at the same time, and you have two minutes to do it. And sometimes the dice questions will be, it won't actually have you answer a question, or it'll be something like, order the dice in reverse alphabetical order based on the color of the dice. So, you know, the green die that has, you know, B, Q, Z on it is a G, but it's, and it just is messing with your head. And you're trying to do all of it at the same time. That's the first round. Then the second round, you also have to tell the person to flip the timer or you don't get your full two minutes. So every 30 seconds, you have to tell them to flip. And the last round, you can't see the timer and you have to just feel it (laughs) and tell them to flip. And so, of course, if you flip it too early, you've now lost time on the next one. It is ridiculous. And everybody's, I'm good at multitasking because the answer is no, you're not. (laughs) Like, <laughs> no one's good at it and it, it's fantastic because it's very clear it says if they get it wrong you repeat the question until so there'll be it'll be some question that you know the my favorite was uh happened to uh my wife when we were just playing it was the question was how many dwarves are there in cinderella Cinderella. right but because it's yeah, the yeah. pressure she's like seven how many dwarves are there in cinderella seven how many dwarves are there? It just, you know, you just can't. Oh, it's so, it's so good. It's like 20 bucks. Like it, it reminds me um, just in like the kind of increasing pressure in the time management and like the changing rules each round of the uh, time's up. Is that what it's called? I think it's time's up where first, so you have like clues you're trying to give the first and you go through the same clues. The first time you can say whatever you want. The second time you can only say a single word. The third time, you can only do gestures. Does this sound familiar to you at all? Yeah, I, I haven't played the that, but I've played uh, other versions of that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, you know how like like Werewolf was like Mafia. There's, yeah. there's, it's called like Celebrity or something. Like the last yeah. one, you well, have to like like uh, like I used to play Eat Poop You Cat a whole lot before I was like, oh, now it's called Telestrations. Got it. <laughs> wow, this uh, Eat Poop You Cat. Goodness gracious. Eat Poop, comma You Cat, like a command. You know, imperative. Oh, okay, okay. Eat no, that... Poop You Cat. See, now that you've said it correctly, you know, now I understand. All right. So everybody, if you like stressful party games, it, it's so good. It's That sounds fun. That sounds It's ridiculous. Fun. All right. What's on your table next? What's the next one coming? Oh, what is the next one? Hold on a second. Let me pull up my spreadsheet. I got a lot. All right. Well, you're spreadsheeting. I'll jump in with, with, with yeah, my, my next one. So I, I got a twofer. One, because literally people are coming over in an hour to play Wander the Cult of Barnacle Bay. I've talked oh, about nice. it so many times. Yeah, we're, we're going through the whole campaign. I just, I love it. It's great. 
whatever. And then just personally, my next one is uh, Battle for Greyport. I've just had a hankering to play it. It's so I, I, it's on the table. I'm just going to bring it out. Sit back here by myself, not talk to anybody, and just play. Which another one I've talked about so much, so many times. Uh, another game I love. So, all right, Mr. Spreadsheet, what's your next one? Yeah, so the one I most maybe want to get to the table is uh, Wonderland War. Have you played that? I Wonderland's haven't. apostrophe S War. Yeah, it's. I've heard great things, and I've the so the only negative things I've heard about it are one, it's like long. Yep, super long. And the other one is that the game trays make no sense as far as like the organization. I, I've heard it's like it's like I yes, they everything fits, but like why like this? Well, I didn't get the deluxe version, so I I found you uh, peasant. I, I found somebody selling it on Facebook, and I got a copy because it's very it's it's out of it's like, it's like between printings, and the new yeah. version is going to deliver, and and they only do deluxe now, so I don't know if there will be a retail version. But yeah, um, we I only played it once competitive uh it's like a bag for those who don't know it's a bag builder like area control get the most victory points fighting game but you're but it's like quacks of quedlinburg style you're pulling tokens from your bag pushing your luck how long do you want to fight but whoever like gets the highest score from the tokens they pulled wins the location and gets victory points um i thought the mechanics were wonderful the first game took us like three hours with three players I think it would be faster. I don't think it would be fast, though. I think, like, we yeah. could certainly get it down to two hours, maybe, maybe one and a half. If we're, like, you know, really- for longer games, some of that that we've been doing, some of us lately, is we literally, like, you know what? We're going to play for speed. And yeah. just, you know, it's just, you know what? Make a choice. Go. And sometimes that is so satisfying. Sure. And I bet, I bet this is a game like that, too. And i got to say, I don't know about you, I love the way the game looks. Like, this oh, just, it's, like, no, a, it's, it, well, it's, um, it's like a drug trip. Yeah, it's Manny Tremblay who did uh, the art for all the Dice Throne stuff. Um, and I think he's done other, I think he might have done Radlands maybe too. You know, he does a lot of like the stuff for, uh, what's that company? Um, did Radlands Roxley? and Dice Throne. Roxley, Roxley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I feel like that, that's a name that, you know, it's a, and again, this is not an insult, but it's like, it's like the second tier of board game to, you know, artists. Like, you know, you know, know I, is always up top. Quantumer. He's like the I, next. I, I, down. I like I like his I think work as much as Quan Chai or Ian. I'll, I'll say that. I agree. For, I agree for its own style, like he's do, well. I would say mm-hmm. he's like Quan Chai and him are very stylized. You know, well, actually, you know, Tool is very stylized. Too, what am I talking about? I love all their work. I'll They're all great, but you know, just when people say, "Who are your favorite artists?" Ian Tool, Vincent yes. Dutra, you know, and then like the people who go, who are going deep, they'll yeah. be like Annie Tremblay. Like you're right, but the the reason it's all going to be on my table is because I've I've designed the framework of a solo slash fill in a two-player game automa for it um so so, so just, you so you'll be able to add the bot to any any size i mean game? i i'm suggesting it for one player and two players i think once you have three or more players you're already good so why do it like in the actual game rules two players the only mode where you have to have like a variant so i just want to avoid that um see so yeah, i feel with that i've actually tried it out yet and with only having played the competitive game once, so all this is just dreams and rainbows. But I feel pretty good about where I, I've made it as streamlined as I possibly can, specifically because the game takes forever. Uh, so yeah, I want to get on the table and find out the 15 things that are totally wrong with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, good. Yeah. It's a, but you know, you could, you might have just nailed it because I, I, you've done way more of these. 
but I did one for Monasterium, and then I found yeah. out that the designer actually has one that he hasn't published yet. He sent it to me. It is completely different. And I was like, but my first crack at it was almost done. Like, and then meanwhile, like one I did for Coloma, that was like 37 iterations before I even put the first one out. But so, you know, you might've just nailed it. I'm confident you nailed it. It's perfect. I mean, I feel good. James Uh, Hudson, buy it. (laughs) That'll happen. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll see how it is. Once it's decent, I'll, uh, I'll share it around for feedback. I just revised my Exceed uh, solo mode, Exceed the fighting game. No, no, we all know. We, we all remember that inglorious victory in the Three Idiots. Hey, it was glorious because it's a great game. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the latest season was such a struggle because it's uh, 19 new characters. For context, no? when I did uh, Street Fighter, I think it's like 12 characters. The Shovel Knight season is like eight characters or nine characters. So... This was a lot, but I feel pretty good. I think it's working the best it's, it's ever been. So yeah, so solo modes, and I'm I'm actually designing like a real game at the same time. So it's it's all a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to to trash that in my Kickstarter preview. That that that'd be fine. That'd be for yeah. Be honest, however you feel. That that'll be you know you know what we'll have we'll have uh, 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 Mark Dainty you and me. We'll get him all liquored up, and we'll talk about the whole episode. Like, what are the problems? with this game i could do that i i did, I did a i could you know i couldn't do that to peter i couldn't do that i could do that to you i couldn't do that to peter i did a, what did i do i think i did a review of salvation road in our channel and talked about everything i thought was actually good in the design that we had done everything i thought was bad it was more it was more mixed and, and bad than good i think because well you know i i, I, st- I still have it some, i still some... have it too actually i got three more copies randomly my dad I forgot that he like just in in a show of support had bought three copies of the Kickstarter a while back and they were just sitting in his basement and he's like, Hey, you want these? I was like, Oh, sure, because I only have one copy left to my name and they're it's they're hard to find. It's funny. So I, I just found out with Lunar Rush, for anybody who doesn't know, but my brother designed Lunar Rush. And my mom bought so many copies. She's like, Well, this person, they they could go for they could use a copy, would, but they probably don't really care. So they just get a core copy, like just well, like 15 copies. That's different. She She's distributing 15 copies. She is a game store now. That's that's totally different. Well, another guy I know, a uh, great dude, his name's Doug. He's, he's a great dude, possibly with a board game problem. And he just, he loved Lunar Rush so much. He went and he bought a whole bunch of extra copies simply because he's like, you know what? My friends are going to play this and they're going to like it. And they're not going to be able to get it. And I'm going to sell it to them. And we were just like... It's 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 a it's a next level thinking. It's 3D chess right there. Yeah, right. All right. Now, here's what we're actually talking about. Because because I got a review copy of a couple of the Valeria games, and I was talking about it, and then you made a comment about why are they all Valeria, and then we got into this whole idea of the companies that have these shared game worlds, and so I came up with with four of them after thinking about it. We have the Valeria games. Mm-hmm. We have I don't know what the world's actually called. I'm going to call it Greyport. That's the Red Dragon Inn universe. Yeah, yeah. And then there is Ulos, which is the role player, uh, role player, role player adventures, lockup, and cartographers. Cartog- yeah, cartographers. And I don't, and the, and the new one, some area control game, I don't know what it's called. It just recently funded on Kickstarter, like half is a year. Is the Goblin now. one technically part of it too? Yes, Goblin Vault is yeah. also part of that world. 
and um it's oh, i feel bad the designer of the the other one used to be a local guy but now now i feel bad i can't remember but another one so all of those and then i can't remember what's called but the the level 99 in deans it, it is in deans yeah it's which, Battlecon, um imperial and argent are probably the main ones then it also shows up in some of their smaller games yeah so all these companies that they, they, they have all or a lot of their games in this world and so it's kind of to jump in just as the kind of broad idea. Do you like the idea of having a company? It's like, these are our games or in this world or not. What do you like? What do you not like? Where do you, where do you land on this? Because at first you were like, that's stupid. And then you thought about it. Well, but I do like these games. So I don't know where you actually live now. So disclosure, I know of Red Dragon and I've looked a lot of stuff in it. I played Greyport. Um, and I played, uh, was it Tales from the Red Dragon Inn? Is that what the car Yeah, Tales from, and you know what? That might be a slightly different because that's legitimately all the same characters. Well, and that's what even. I was, and it's the same thing for Indians. So Indians has the same characters helping you on your trains in Imperial, mm -hmm. has the same characters being the fighters in Battlecon, and has the same characters uh, working at the like magic school. Yeah, the university. Stuff in uh, Argent. And I mean, for Indians, I literally have a lore book that I bought in the most recent Kickstarter. Can you push your glasses up before you before you say that, please? <laughs> I have a I have a I have a lore book. <laughs> I have a lore book I, of deep, deep knowledge about all. Remember, <laughs> if, if you're just listening, he legitimately had glasses right there waiting to put on to do that. So well, I wear just... glasses, but they don't go well with my giant headphones. Go watch the YouTube just to see the giant headphones, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I have a lore book with all these characters and like the history of the world. So I, I will say I have not played, I've only played a single Valeria game, but I don't remember there being characters in the one Valeria game I played, which makes me think that's probably not a focus. Am I correct in that? Yeah, so I've played three of them now and I have one more that I haven't gotten to cover yet. And there are no, as far as I can tell, necessarily like repeated people. Yeah. It's and they don't necessarily have anything special about them. Though the, the tower defense one might dig into that, which I that's okay. one I haven't played yet. But, but yeah, it's so, just it, so, yeah, it's just like it's like a vibe of a world, like this kind of medieval world. It's got the yeah, same artist. For me, the yeah. big difference is um, level ninety nine has put a ton of like narrative work into indies and they clearly care about this world and have thought about it like in the way that like a novelist might you know what i mean like they have fleshed out backstory that many of us will never know or care about but it informs choices and all these things and and when they put this character in the new game they know oh that character's about that here's what their power should be like you know what i mean like there's like a a thematic uh cohesion and 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 consistency and I would say the same thing with uh, with Greyport, you know, like the way that uh, red haired, angry fighter girl whose name I forget. Uh, Fiona. Fiona, the way she Sorry, let me, let me push my glasses up. Yeah, <laughs> that's clearly Fiona. <laughs> you know, like Fiona can like dual wield weapons really easily. And then in uh, the, the, the Tales from the Red Dragon Inn, she's dual. And I bet I bet she's a violent kind of fighter, angry type in uh, the drinking game too, you know? So, 100%. Yeah, so- And, and, all, so, and the same thing in uh, Greyport. Yeah, so, so yeah. those are, out of the four you named, those are the two that I like. Whereas Ulos, I've played basically every game except for like the Goblin one. Um, 
and there's nothing connecting them. It, it's just them being like, hey, let's have the same art style and we'll also use goblins. And don't get me wrong, like this is none of this is a, a judgment of whether I like the individual games or not. We're just talking about like the universe. Indines and Grayport have it's like Marvel. It's like an IP almost. Yeah. It's like it's well, fun the, to the funny... see that person again. And there's yeah. none of that that I that I'm aware of in Ulos or in uh, Valerian, right? No, and uh, I, I agree with it. I'm, I'm on the same line. What has me excited with Red Dragon is because just when you play the the original game and you the just the fluff text and the art and those pictures you start to know who these characters are right. and then you get to go use them in another game and they're acting in the serious way, exactly how they do in the tavern when they're blasted right. drunk. And I know you, people are like excited. Like when I knew they were doing Tales from Red Dragon, I was like, hold up. Like I told my wife and she said, well, Gog better be in there. And I asked them, are like, is Gog in there? Like, yes, people would kill us if Gog wasn't in there. Like that's serious passion that people have the same reason after playing Imperial Spells and Steam, I went and I looked at Argent the Consortium and people have been following me. I spent all this time recently. I was like, ah, I want to buy that. Oh, I'm not going to buy it. Not gonna, I should buy it. Should I buy it? And the level 99 just sent me one. And I'm super excited after playing once just because I like these characters. I want to muck around with them. Yeah, and, and, and they're designing games within these shared universes that are character-focused. Mm -hmm. For better or worse, let's look at Ulos for a second. Um, role player is character focused, but a character you make, there is no consistency. Yeah. You know, like they can't just give you a character. That's the entire point of the game. Right. Um, Cartographers has nothing with characters, unless there's an expansion that does it. Um, the Goblin Vault game, from what I saw in Jason's preview, has nothing with characters. No, no. Uh, role, role player adventure is has great characters. I love those characters. I'd like to see them in something else, and maybe they'll do that at some point. But but the character that you're playing is another could be is, from role player. Yeah, like right. is yeah. So so it, it's again, it's not a knock on the game, but when somebody's like, hey, it it, it, it really is a big thing. And again, it, I'll compare it to a favorite IP like a storyline I like to follow characters. I like, you know, when you said a uh, red uh, fire nation rising, mm -hmm. I was like, Ooh, I love those avatar characters. I would play that game and see all my favorite characters. And maybe I want to buy this game that I know I won't like the mechanics of <laughs> because I'm going to see my favorite characters. You know, when, so when somebody's like, Hey, level 99 is doing another game in the Indians universe. I'm at least going to give it a look because mm -hmm. I want to see what they do with those characters. And I'm probably going to buy it. And, I, and I'm going to, and probably going to my first play in my, can't help it. I'm going to be nicer to it in my head. Yes. I yes. want to keep playing Gog. I want to keep playing, yes. I don't know the names of the, of the ones from Indians, but I want to, I want to see what they're going to do. Yeah. But then compare it to, so when, again, nothing against the company. I love their games. When um, the role player people say, hey, we're going to do another Ulos game. It means nothing to me. It's like, oh, so it's another generic fantasy setting. Because Ulos doesn't, you know, I, I like their games. I like what they did with role-player adventures. But besides that, there's no uniqueness to the Ulos setting that I'm aware of. You know what I mean? And then Val what is the Valeria setting besides just generic it's fantasy? Just, it's just a g g generic kind of medieval fantasy-ish yeah. world, which and, and I feel the same way with Ulos as I do with Valeria. At its core, I like that it's just sort of this kind of one world 
And so I kind of know what I'm looking at if I like the art and I, I happen to like the art on it. So I know if it's a Valeria or a role play or a Ulos game, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to enjoy the art. I'm going to enjoy the feel. And as I played all the way through role player adventures, I dug in a little bit to, to the world. I know a little bit of the sure. lore, but neither one of those is going to make me check out the Kickstarter necessarily. Like I would with a Greyport game or an Indians game, other than I'm like, ah, well, I know what it's going to look like, and I'm down with that. And I think the world's kind of interesting, but you kind of got to dig deep into it to find it. Yeah, I mean, the big thing for me is I think with the way they're doing it, it is no different. Yeah, I would say no different than the brand and the company name. You know, oh, how like when yeah, Chip yeah. Theory is going to come out with another game, and I've liked a lot of Chip Theory games in the past. I know I tend to like the way the artists they tend to get. I tend to like their designs. I don't know what this new game is going to be about. It'll have some random mechanic thrown on there, but it's I Skyrim. Know I like Chip Theory. It's about Skyrim. Michael. Yes, yeah, I'm into that. I like the other <laughs> Chip Theory games. Skyrim sounds cool. Let's do Skyrim. So it's the exact same thing. Like the fact that they call it Valeria, all that means is I'm never going to memorize that company's name. What is the company, by the way? Who makes Valeria? Uh, Daily Magic. Great. See, that's and that's not as good of a name as Valeria. So there you go. So I'm, instead of me memorizing their company name, I'm going to memorize Valeria. And instead of saying there's another Chip Theory game coming out, I'm going to say there's another Valeria game. But mm -hmm. I'm not excited to look at it. it. Well, my excitement is proportional to my excitement for that company's other works, which for Valeria, I played one of theirs and it was fine. So it's not that exciting. Yeah, um, and I think that's, that's the, the, the part of it for me, and this is where people are going to come after me, is... All the Valeria games I've played, I've enjoyed. And some of them, like, shockingly, I've enjoyed. The, the one that is uh, coming to Kickstarter in June is called Castellans of Valeria. Is dice drafting and area control, which is a cool combination. Like, yeah, it's a cool game. They have a, I, can, I describe it as like Hadrian's Wall light. Mm-hmm. Of a roll and uh, uh, yeah, roll and write style game, and a trick taking game that does has some like interesting stuff going on. So, because I've liked all those games, I'm like, ah, Valeria, yeah, I'm gonna check it out, and I like the way it looks. But a great port game, I'm chasing down. I'm gonna have feelings based on the characters they choose to put in it, which you know. As much as I say it's similar to the company, I think by them just calling everything Valeria, and I'm kind of singling them out right here because I don't think Roleplayer has that many. Like the Ulos don't have that many games yet. It's like five or six. Valeria has what, like nine games? I don't, I don't know. Eight, I think twenty-five. I think it's somewhere between five and a thousand. <laughs> but yeah, so I was gonna say is like so, so, to compare it for a second. It's not quite the same thing, but let's compare it to the Garfield games, okay? Mm -hmm. the West Kingdoms, the North Seas. So those are very clearly Garfield games. They tend to have the Miko as the artist, so they have consistency in the graphic design, the same stuff we're talking about. Not really like characters. I'm not like excited to see like the theme perpetuated again, but they have a brand recognition and they have like a somewhat shared universe. So there are three, it's a trilogy, West Kingdom games. Mm -hmm. It's a trilogy, North Sea. And that gives me more confidence Let's say I don't like all the Garfield games, but I now have a, I have a love just for the West Kingdom. One of the West Kingdom games worked really well for me, but the North Sea didn't. I'll buy the next West Kingdom game because of that. I'm tied to like the trilogy. I'm tied to the, the subgroup, the grouping within this company's works. With Valeria, if I don't like a single one, what differentiates any other 
Valeria release from all the rest. And especially as they start getting up to like nine or 10, you know, like I feel like in a way they're almost muddling the, the brand, the IP as it were. I mean, if you love it, then it's great. They're, they're core fans. They want to keep on getting them to buy things. Here's another Valeria. You liked our previous work. But again, I don't think that's getting them anything more than if they just had their company name attached to it. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're I saying. Would, I, 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 I would rather, been... like, like you said, this one is dice drafting. It's like all the ones that were more dice-based were like, those were Valeria. And all the ones that were more like card-based or more like tactical battling, or again, I haven't, I've only played one of them. Uh, but you know, Which one did you play? Tactics. I have to know. Which one did you play? What was the first one? Oh, <laughs> I didn't get that one. Is it Shadow Kingdoms? No, I didn't play that one. It was before that. Card King. I played Card King. Card King. Yeah, but no, I, 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 I oh, see. Wait, hold on, here we go. Card Kingdoms, Villages, Quests. I don't know, maybe some of these are expansions. I feel like they aren't, though. Shadow Kingdoms, Margraves, Siege, Corsairs, Guild Academies, Dice Kingdoms. Holy. And then what was the new one you said? Uh, Castellans. That's 10 games. And, and I have uh, no idea. What any of them are about. And Thrones. There's also Thrones. <laughs> now, yeah, so, so and, and by the way, the first one came out in 2016. So that's, wow. and they've been accelerating. There's like 15 expansions for some, like Card Kings, especially has like a billion expansions. I, wow, they I are I don't prolific. like, sorry, Valerian Company. What, <laughs> what were they called again? Ma Magic Dice? Uh, Daily Magic. Daily Magic. Daily Magic. Maybe your games are wonderful. I've only played one. Um, I don't like your strategies. <laughs> So that's. Uh, I, th I think you're making it impossible for me to have any idea what any of your games are. Just put it out there. So that, that that's interesting. I'm going to dive down on that a little bit because the way I feel about it, and I'm curious if I would feel differently if the first one I played, I didn't like, but I really liked it. And the second you one. You know, hold on. Actually, let me let me interrupt you for a second. Mm -hmm. I just got I, I just got a thought. Did it I hurt? do think it is damaging in their case with so many games that are kind of of a Euroish sensibility to do this. Because if you compare it to a company that has a very strong corporate IP, like Lacerda and Eagle Griffin, okay? Like let's look at like all the Lacerda games in Eagle Griffin. The fact that they don't have a consistent theme makes each game feel more unique and memorable, right? Yeah, because the, the, their, their unique theme Mars, is Lacerda. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But when I say like on Mars versus CO2 versus like the getaway one, what's like the, the escape plan? Yeah, escape plan. Like those are very unique themes. So even if I don't remember the mechanics, I remember the theme. If I remember the mechanics, that's also good. But when I look at Margraves of Valeria versus Corsairs of Valeria, versus Siege of Valeria, versus Crown, versus Castellans. Yeah. What's memorable there? If I haven't played them all in an active way, which one Which one is the dice drafting one again? Uh, dice Kingdoms. And, and Castellans. And Castellan. There you go, Castellans. Yeah. I thought you said yeah, you Castellans. So I, I th it seems to me what you're getting with the, like the Valeria, I'm going to come back. Don't worry, Ulos, you're not off the hook. Uh, it, it seems to me what you're getting with it is you, you're getting an understanding of uh, the graphic design. Sure. You're getting an understanding of the art, and either you dig it or you don't. 
where uh, and then the rest of it, it's just you're back to for the most part, like any other game, right? You know, well, uh, but a lot of companies mm-hmm. like like to go back to the Eagle Griffin like Lacerda ones. It's probably going to be Eno Tool, and it's probably going to have like similar graphic design. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think a lot of companies have used or with Roxley, it's going to be Manny Tremblay and I'm going to like the art. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't need to have a shared universe to have consistency in illustrators and graphic designers. A lot of companies have that. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I find the Valero, like, clearly, I think we both agree, Indians and Greyport, that IP is a bonus. I think yes, we both yes. agree. It is, it is a net positive yeah. that makes me more interested and excited and gives me more joy in exploring when I first open the box, yeah. you know? Valeria is neutral to me and the reason it's a slightly on the positive for me is because i happen to like the miko's art and the goofiness sure now on the other hand i know a lot of people that don't like it because it's so weird and goofy and stuff and so for them it's like a warning warning just don't even go there so the word valerius run far away (laughs) yeah right yeah yeah which so that's that's interesting i i I see if i can talk to the people who run just to kind of find out what they're thinking with it Maybe they just have a really big contract with the Miko and they're like, uh, I guess we're doing this. I don't know. Well, I mean, even if they stop working with the Miko, after 10 games, 11 games, you think they're really going to be like, hey, our next game is called <laughs> Ularia. Ularia. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, nah, man, they're, 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 they're committed. Their company yeah. is Valeria now. I don't yeah. care what they cut, co- what it says on the masthead, you know? Now, now let, now, let me, let me, let me come on, come on, Ulos for a minute. Now, I have a more. And to be fair, I don't have a negative feeling on any of these. I actually, in, in the grand scheme, I like the idea when people are trying to connect everything sure. together. I feel like Ulos is trying to connect their games in a way that I don't think works. But, you know, like I get it. The Goblin Vault is the game that apparently they play in lockup, and you actually in role player, you go to the thing. Do lockup? Yeah, I thought that was cool. You didn't think yeah, that was it, cool? I yeah, thought it, that was it cool. was neat. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It felt like it was a little, it feels a little forced to me. And I think it's because I don't care about anybody in it. Whereas at least with Valeria, it's just, it's telling me a style and an era, basically. But for Ulos, it's like, oh, yeah, Goblin Vaults, okay. Oh, yes, this is a game that they all play in the lockup. I mean, the weird thing for Ulos, how different would it have been if Role Player Adventures was the first game? And I don't mean, like, how different would our reactions have been. Mm -hmm. I mean, how might cartographers or the original role player, those things look different. And maybe not at all, because I, I, if I remember correctly, I think they said that role player adventures was kicking around in their head before they even designed the other games. Um, but I feel like the world didn't have- Dawn of Ulos, that's the other game. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, I feel like the world had nothing going on with it until they got a game with more theme, which isn't required. Grayport did a good job between just um red dragon Inn and battle for Greyport. already i was like hey that's that character that's awesome you know even before they had uh tales from the red dragon Inn that actually has some narrative elements even without the narrative it still right. worked but yeah like role player adventures has made me more interested in the world but i'm not gonna get any of that if i buy any of these other games you know it's like it's not like galvin vault is gonna uh, dig deeper into like the the corrupt corruption of the human like aristocracy and monarchy or uh 
or the the you know the the persecution of vampires and like their kind of uh, half life and all. You that do stuff. know the next game is called the corruption of the aristocracy and monarchy of Ulos, right? Well, see, you know what? Good on you, Ulos. <laughs> uh, but 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 I'm glad I'm glad glad that that you said that because it's like the games in Valerian Ulos for the most part, with the exception of really role player adventures, are not thematic. And to be fair, I don't know Dawn of Ulos. I did that one. I'm not sure about that one. But Goblin Vaults, I don't get much theme out of it. I played that one. I think I don't Lock get... Up has yeah, a little bit, a little bit, yeah, something. And, yeah. and and like and role player when you add in like the Monsters expansion, especially I think. But just you, little, you got something. Going it's a little, you know? but like there's no like what you know. What's your how's your Minotaur different? My Minotaur, Ulos Minotaur versus Michael Kelly Minotaur has, has you know? this dexterity. Oh, I see. I see. That, that that's and true. He has, he has chain armor. And my Minotaur has has a gold die there. That's right. That's right. And has a a, a club. Um, to be fair, though, that's about as deep as the differences differences in some of my D and D characters went. You know. Well, you should see mine. It's it's what 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 dumb character does Will have now? <laughs> Is he a goblin? He wasn't allowed to be a goblin. Oh, he's a halfling that has dyed his skin green and speaks goblin because he was raised by goblins i mean i love that i think that's great <laughs> the dm did not like that <laughs> he couldn't say no he set up the rules he's like, can't be goblins like fine but you know well i do think we should probably move away from green face a little that's, you know, that's, you know what i mean Go- that's, goblins that's have fair. already been persecuted quite a bit they've, they've been put in the you uh, know i love place. goblins so much I actually, in my League of Dungeoneers video, I, I pitched in the video to the designer of League of Dungeoneers, like, I want a mercenary, I want the Hungry Goblin, and I sent him a whole backstory, and it might be in. It That'd might be, awesome. be in. Awesome. Um, but, so, we're not, now we're digressing into nonsense, but it seems like we, and everybody, seriously, but down the comments, I, we, I, I wanted to know your thoughts on this. It seems like the difference of what makes it to us successful or just fine because you know, I'm fine with Valerian. I'm fine with Ulos. Like, you know, but neither of them are going to make me buy necessarily. Is the other, the two are character based and we care about the people in the world, what they're doing in the world versus it's just a backdrop. Does that sound right? Yes. When again, I, I would even go beyond not, fi- I would, I would say I'm not fine with Valeria. Yeah, that's true. You, you, you are passionate. I think they have muddied any chance of me ever like knowing anything about any of their games. I am bringing so many Valeria games when I come to visit. We I mean, fun. I would love to play some. I, I I thought Card Kingdoms was fine, and that was the first one, so they might have gotten better since then. You know what I mean? Yeah, I bet. Uh, I, I actually, I, I think you'd probably like Castellans. And do you like trick taking? I love trick taking. Oh trick-taking yeah, you would games? definitely like uh, Thrones. That's the trick taker. Yeah, you definitely dig that Thrones of Valeria. Um, you definitely like it. But is that one not any- announced yet? No, I think it's out. Oh yeah, it is. Never mind. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's a good trick taker. I I really dig that one. No solo mode. It's a trick taker. Hey, I've I covered uh four Northwood solo trick taker. Okay, name name three more solo trick takers. There's uh there's like CRT or something like that. That's supposed to be good. Are you just throwing letters together? No, there there is actually one that we talked about on our Discord. There's the only two there that I know. So yeah. All right. Okay. The crew. If you. Close your eyes. Can you go ask one of your children to come downstairs and kick you in the shin? They are asleep, sir. Uh-huh. 
for everyone just listening, we just had a pause for him to be quiet and listen closely to see if there's little feet running around upstairs. <laughs> All right. So everybody, as always, this is a time for our channel membership bump before we get into our last game. And this is something you can do on YouTube. There is either if you're on a computer, a little join button down below, or you can go to the description and click on something if you're on your phone. And it's just a way to support Hungry Gamer. Helps me uh, pick up games that you actually want me to cover. That's how we did Dungeon Universalis because you guys wanted it. And helps get helps get me to conventions and all that. And it's as inexpensive as 99 cents. Check it out. It's amazing. Mike is shaking his head like it's amazing. Tell us it's amazing. I, I, I fully support this. You should do it. Yeah. Does One Stop Co-op Shop have a membership program or just the Patreon? Yeah, we uh, just have Patreon. No, basically, it's Patreon without you having to go to another website. That sounds that sounds not better because I love our Patreon. Oh, your patrons are awesome. I'm not going to throw our Patreon under the bus. No, you shouldn't. You're pay, you're, 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 you know, I've actually I've almost joined your Patreon so many times. <laughs> hey, at this point, uh, if you do, there are like 35 bonus videos. <laughs> I do two a month, so it's a lot of extra content. <laughs> well, you know, and, and the big the big thing that that uh, and we you also get it with me too is with Mike's Patreon is you get an extra chance to win on his uh, yep. uh, shelf life and all the other contests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got contests, and I realized like, wait a minute. I actually won and I didn't even take it. So I don't really need the extra vote other than I get to feel magnanimous. I'm like, no, no, no. Give it to the runner up, sir. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what they picked. Did I tell you what game they picked when you? No, no, I forgot. Hope, okay. I just hope they're happy with it. I'm sure they Because you, you, had, you had literally nothing I wanted. Um, you know, all right. That's how my personality is too. Nothing you want. That's not true. The rest of your family is awesome. I would hang out with them anytime. They are pretty cool. <laughs> All right. So our review game, side note, when is your wife's graphic novel coming out? So the novel might be first. The thing is the graphic novel, yes, my wife is a writer illustrator. The graphic novel has been under contract longer, but it's, it's still in the preliminary phases. So she has the cover, but she hasn't started like actually drawing and inking like all the final chapters. Whereas the graphic novel is done and she's got an offer from her first uh, publisher. She's just waiting to see what other publishers offer before she decides who she's going to go with. So it's, it's possible that her novel will be out months or a year before her graphic novel. <laughs> no, everybody, ch ch check back here because I'm, I'm going to be pushing it. Yeah, if you want to look her up, uh, she's like the Kelly Art, K-E-L-L-E-Y. Her stuff is ridiculous. Uh, at, with my little... My little things on YouTube and my little attempts at game design. She she's way more creative than I am. And she she did the art actually on Salvation Road. Yes, although that is uh, no longer. I love the art of Salvation Road, but that is no longer representative of her true school skill level. That was that was like elementary <laughs> Vanessa working. All, all of them look great except for this one character that looks like a total jackass. Oh, the one that's me. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you if it ever if Mark Dainty and I don't get. Anno the annoying loser uh, uh, survivors, like as a duo, if you ever make more of those, we're going to be upset. That'd be fun, actually, to have a pair of survivors. That's fun. We we'd love to do uh, if, <laughs> yeah, if, if if Flame and Fang, our first actual self-published game, if that does well, uh, the chance to return the game, like Salvation Road, we have the rights back, you know, because it hasn't been reprinted for a while. So yeah, if we did a second edition, like or a redo of the game, Return to Salvation Road or whatever, uh, that that'd be fun, actually. Uh, Salvation Rest Stop. Uh, workshop it. Yeah, you know, 
it could, it could have been worse. <laughs> All right, but so the, uh, our actual game we're talking about today, and it, is, it c- comes out of our previous conversation. No, it doesn't, because it's not in Indians, is it? No, it's not. Well, level 99 games. Who... See, they, they didn't feel the need to make it Indians, <laughs> colon, bullets. That's true. Oh, wow. So uh, their game, Bullet, which is competitive, co-op, solo. Mike, this is one of your favorite games, I think, ever. So what did Telly Unwashed Masses here a little bit about the game? I mean, it doesn't have to be anybody else's favorite games. But yes, it, it is probably my top 10. Say top 10. I don't know if I'd say top five. So Bullet is a... Yeah, like Will said, competitive, solo, cooperative. I'll talk about competitive mode. That's kind of the most straightforward. So it's supposed to uh, supposed to model a little bit of a bullet hell shooter. You know what a bullet hell shooter is, Will? You ever played any of those before? I do, but tell the unwashed masses. Everybody, I'm sure you've Stop. I'm sure they're washed. Stop saying I'm they're unwashed. I'm sure you made. I'm sure you made. I don't know why I'm stuck on unwashed masses today. And, and I'm hoping there's and, and not some like. And even they are unwashed, is that so bad? Like, do you really have to No, it's just their... a thing. And I'm really not, now that I've said it like three times, I'm really hoping there's not like some historical significance to that phrase that is like <laughs> horrible. There probably is. But yeah, so bullet hell shooters are like a video game. Um, I can't think of any examples, but. It's where like tons of all the games that we played like at the the, the pizza shop when we yeah, were like kids. Uh, like a Gradius or yeah. Uh, a, yeah Metal Slug. Sure, yeah, Metal Slug I would count as a bullet hell. So, so it's trying to model that. It's not really that, but it's kind of trying to be that. But the idea is you have your unique character. You have a grid. This part is actually more like something like Doctor Mario or Puzzle Fighter, Super Puzzle Fighter Turbo, or uh, Tetris. Bejeweled bejeweled in that um things are dropping like not actually dropping because it's a board game but you know they, they, they are like you get these bullets sent to you you pull them out of a bag and they drop down into this grid and then you use your action points to move them around and try to set a pattern to shoot them back at the other player and then they're going to drop on the other player and they're going to shoot them back at you and using your unique powers and your patterns and all that kind of stuff you're trying to to not run out of lives before they run out of lives by having too many things fall too far in your grid. That's the basic idea of competitive. Solo co-op uh, has a boss mode where like instead you're trying to shoot the boss while defending against their attacks. That's kind of the only difference. And yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm somebody who loves kind of like not super long strategic planning, but more like in the moment, puzzly tactical choices. Like, man, how can I optimize my use of these these limited resources? So the like movement of the bullets and setting up the patterns is this candy for me, um, as is kind of a hallmark of level 99. We talked about their character focus. Each of the fighters and each of the bosses is very unique with usually very few things that actually change, but it has a kind of a cascading effect on how different it is to play that character. So like kind of matching them up against each other is a ton of fun. It's quick. It's easy to teach. It's simultaneous. The co-op works well. The competitive is very frantic and fun. It has a timer for competitive, but it's totally optional. You don't have to use it if you don't like timers. So yeah, that, that, that's sort of my pitch. Um, it is one of my favorite games. Um, not high strategy. It's not a Euro. Um, not an epic campaign-based thing. You're going to play it in 30 or 45 minutes. You're going to be done. You're going to have had a good time. Which for me, honestly, as much as Arkham Horror is my number one game, that's still like my, the majority of games in like my top 20 are in that 30 minutes to an hour, one-off, great variety kind of playing games. Those are like my, my bread and butter. Yeah, but Bullet Bullet is 
it's a fun game. It's, and I, I talk a lot about my favorite two player games, which is a very short list of games. I'm like, no, that like, I will always tell, I will tell anybody dice command. Absolutely. Skull Kahlo. Absolutely. I know you don't like Skull Kahlo as much as I do. I but, think it's fine though. I think it's cool. Um, and bullets should probably be in that list too. It it's really really fun, and I what makes it work for me is also the co op mode, which I think is very good. And and it, again, people who know me know that I don't get to play co op because my wife loves it and hates playing with me because she is way better than me. She's just like, you are messing this up. Go away. Let me play your character, and. It's funny. I told Level Ninety Nine this because I, I sent them a video. Because I'm sure you do this, or maybe you do this too. I, if I talk about a game with any substance, I will always let them know. Yeah, and generally, generally. Yeah, and after, uh, well, I guess if I talk bad about it, I don't. But at, no, you, you, well, it depends. That'd be funny. It's like this. This company's terrible. Hey guys, I did something about you. I, I, um, I like to let them know that they sent me a review copy and I did something with it. Oh yeah, yeah, always that. So, but so. Let, so yeah, even if it's a negative review, what I'll often do, <laughs> sorry to derail for a second. If I did like a playthrough and a review, I'll be like, here's my playthrough. You know, crickets. They'll mention it in the review video. If they happen to see it, that's fine. If I happen to say the game's terrible, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, uh, so I'd sent them something because I just played Argent the Consortium once is it then I, I mentioned I've almost bought that game a million times yeah yeah and, and that's, I had, that's like literally the only level 99 game like that and like one of their tiny box games that I've not played I played yeah, almost I, everything I you know I think is your general disdain for euros I think this one you might like because it has so much interaction in it it's, it's possible but I played it and I was like this it was one of my best things I did at this convention and, you know, I just sent it to them. They said, would you like a copy? I was like, yes, yes, yes. And like, oh, would, would you like Imperial? I was like, oh, I already have that. I've covered that before. It's okay, do you want bullets? I have bullets. In fact, my wife loves bullets. She won't let me play. And they sent me a promo character for her so she can play. Huh? Which one but, did they send you? Oh, it's, it's, it's over there. I can't hear. I'll Is grab it him. a cat or a little girl? I think, it's, I think it's the girl. Okay, yeah. So she's the one that... Uh... I did a, a charity video for because uh, all the proceeds from her sales went to uh, mental health charity, which is pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. That's Except that's for yours, cool. I bought a copy, Will, to help mental health charity. What did you do? I said yes when they said, would you like to give this to your wife? So is you, you didn't help mental health charities? Is that, is that the I am a school teacher, Michael. <laughs> I help mental health Every as day. much as anybody. <laughs> that's true. Good point. I feel the same way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's a really clean game. Now I have not gone as deep as you with all the expansions. I, I got the deluxe of the, of the base game and this one other character. And there's a lot of gameplay in that much. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you've got what, another like 12 characters. Yes. Bullet orange was four. that one. I don't recommend that strongly. It's fine. If you just want more stuff and then bullet stars, another eight, just like the base game. I mean, they're, they're, it's a standalone. So if you, you can buy heart or star, Star is fabulous. Uh, I usually actually, except for like very beginner gamers, I recommend Star first because it has even more variety in the characters. So I think it's going to take you further in terms of like fun, interesting matchups and things. Like one character will, you, you know the game well enough to understand what I'm talking about with this. One character, the uh, the Filipino chef, she um, she reverses the entire paradigm of cards and patterns. So she has set patterns on her board 
that she can use as many times as she wants and they never change. And to move bullets, she has to discard the cards from her hand. Whoa. So the limits, so she has super limited bullet movement, but can go crazy with patterns if she sets up enough of them. She is so, and the boss, the boss, because it's like a chef thing, is ordering up if you don't send specific bullet combos as like the food order to hit the boss, all your bullets go away. You don't get, you don't hit them at all. So it's like a shield of like uh, a specific like pattern. It's so cool, man. I love that one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a really good game, everybody. And, and the, the, the competitive and the co-op both are really satisfying. There's not, not a lot of games I can say that about. And Will, what's your win record against me in competitive? Uh, I believe it's somewhere around 100%. 100%. That is true. <laughs> no, to be fair, it was like the second tiebreaker or whatever for, for, for the win. And I believe... Wait, is that right? I thought yeah. you In my mind, you crushed me. We no, it was, it was like at the best for me, the first tiebreaker. It might have been the second tiebreaker, but I think my brother also beat you, which I think makes my family 100%. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Will's brother came over and... Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've won. I, I, I play bullet competitively once a year. I think I might have only in the last like three years, I might have only played you and your brother in competitive bullet. And that might be the totality of my bullet competitive plays. So, I mean, in some ways, I, I almost feel like it's easier to be good at bullet competitive because at the end of the day, you just send as much crap as you can. Sure. Whereas like you're talking about like with that, the, like the chef, like that, you really have to puzzle it out, which is what my wife likes about it so much is like, it's an intense puzzle Yeah. as you're, you're getting into it. Uh, as I was you know, thinking through it, I can't, there's a lot of games I have that are not a lot. There are some games that I have that are competitive and co-op, but I can't think of many that I legitimately like both modes. Like rise of the gnomes is a game that I love. It was my number three of the game, game of the year, but I don't care about a competitive. Like, I, I don't care. Theurgy is a game that I think is brilliant. It's fine. Co-op. I enjoy it. The, the, Crisis at Steamfall. That's the only game I can think of that I enjoy both modes. I haven't but, played that. That's the one by the Doom Rock people, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a weird game. It's really cool. I'm, I'm working on it to, to, to get, get to a video. It took me a little while to really grasp it. But bullet, no, I'm, I'm trying to think because bullet, I, I, I love both ways. You're right, and and usually with those kind of games, one feels tacked on, one feels half baked. Yeah, I'm, I'm like other uh, games where like both hit really well. Yeah, like I, I'm looking around my room just to see if I can even find any others. I guess Dice Throne and Dice Throne Adventure. I think those both work really well. Yeah, if you you know like, that's like a really if you like boring dice throne adventures, yeah, that's a really expensive expansion to buy. Also, you know, whereas bullet, you just get all that like in the forty dollar whatever it is like base set all at once. Yeah, I yeah the only like gosh, so I can just so the ones I named, and I guess valor and villainy now has a co op mode you can use. That's well, I've all actually no I I adore. Ludwig's Labyrinth, the co-op mode. And apparently pledges have been delivering in uh, Europe and like the US might start shipping at the end of April. So I'm very excited for that. I pledge a lot. Um, but I have, and I've had for a while, uh, what is it, Mordax? Something? Yeah, it's right here next to me. Uh, Mordax something another. 
man, that, that definitely felt like a letdown to me, at least after playing the co-op. So that, that one, I personally, for my taste, would not say the competitive and the co-op are equally good for me. No, and I don't, um, well, and the interesting about it, so I, overall, like I've, I've actually held on to my, my Mordak pledge. I, just got I had it too, just for the characters, because yep. I didn't pledge for the deluxe version in the new uh, Kickstarter. Yeah, it's funny. I actually, I wanted to, I didn't back the new one, because I they got rid of the standees version and I couldn't yeah. upgrade my old yeah. version to miniatures. And I was like, I can't handle standees for half. So how of did the- that work? Did they refund you? Uh no, I think they said they were going to just upgrade everybody. I I don't know. I when they said they were doing it, I dropped my pledge because I was like, I, I can't, I can't deal with it. Because I said, I said, well, can I get the miniatures for the other one? I said, sure. All you gotta do is pledge for a new deluxe and then you can sell your old copy i was like that is not happening <laughs> like yeah i did upgrade and i don't want the miniatures at all but i love the game so i was like all right i'll just i didn't i didn't buy like the play mat or anything like the the bells and whistles extras i was like core game i also didn't buy the thing that combines them because i didn't like the old version that much so i don't need to combine it so yeah but i, I still spend a lot of money <laughs> yeah but that but be that one is a game that I actually like that competitive game. I don't play it often at all, but it's kind of fun. Sure. But the co-op is what people are going to play all the time. I feel like okay. Bullet, you get you get kind of half and half. You know. No, I uh, agree. Yeah, I can't. I can't come. Dungeon Alliance. That's the only other game I can think of. No, man. I think both. The, I think but again, I would never play the competitive. See, I wouldn't. The opposite it. for me. I think. As as good as as much better as the quests are, I, see, I think it's still awkward. <laughs> You're awkward. Well, that's true. Dungeon Alliance is great, and my wife agreed. So there you have it. I'd rather play from the same person. Core Worlds. I love Core Worlds. I never loved Dungeon Alliance. Yeah. Well, you some. It's okay to be wrong. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of any others. So I bet I think the games that really attempt to do competitive and cooperative are rare. It's exceedingly rare that two are good because I, I can think of two that legitimately I'm like. These are both good, and I'll add Theurgy in as one. Then, like, it is fun to do the cooperative, but it's not yeah. close. All right. I think we've reached the end of our nonsense today. So, because I'm sure you have forgotten that this is what we do here. Right. To wrap it up, first off, tell us how people can find you, other than go look at the description and all the links I put. And what are your words of gaming wisdom? All right, so you can find me at... All the one-stop co-op shop stuff. We have YouTube channel, one-stop co-op shop, one-stop co-op shop streamed or separate streaming channel. We have uh, a weekly podcast on Apple, SoundCloud, etc. It's also one-stop co-op shop. Um, yeah, Patreon.com slash one-stop is our Patreon with extra bonus videos every week or every month. Um, and then we have a Discord for once. St- if you look at any of our videos or our podcasts, there's always a link in there that you can join straight through there if you want to come talk to us. That's pretty much all our stuff. Uh, we have a Facebook page, but I don't do anything with it. Um, it exists. <laughs> and words of gaming wisdom. Oh, and uh, well, I'll give you. I'm going to give you a reprieve so you can think about it. Okay. Also, I don't know if this video's podcast is going to come out in time, but make sure you go to Board Game Geek. And give One Stop Co-op Shops podcast a nomination vote for the Golden Geek. I mean, do give one for for us too at Boards and Brews, but I can't imagine it's going to be enough. So One Stop might actually get 
has a chance cool. of maybe It'd winning. Cool. We, we haven't really pushed for it that much, but this year we're trying to like get people to actually nominate us. Um, it would love it would be lovely to be nominated. Yeah, I, I, I did it. I did it today Thank when you, I man. found out about it. So yeah, go uh, give Boards and Brews a uh, pity pity nomination, and then actually go nominate uh, one stop because they do do fun stuff. And every once in a blue moon, I get to be on it and bring down their viewer their listenership. Yeah, we got to get you on again. Um, okay, words of gaming wisdom. It's okay to take a hint in a riddle game. It's okay to re-roll a die or redraw a card in a solo game or a cooperative game. It's okay to cheat and let your kid win in a competitive game. You would Rolls. never do that. I do your that children so beat you, right? I, I do that. So they do beat me sometimes. Yes, we're all here to have fun. So let me take how often? How, how often do you think? When you're playing a solo, you know, a solo game or a campaign or something, how often do you have that moment where you're like, no, because I'll tell you, because my wife, all the time, sometimes we're like, hey, because she likes rolling dice. I'm like, this is a big roll. You roll that. And she'll be, oh, high or low. And she'll roll. She'll just snatch the dice before I can even see it. It's like, I was just kidding. Like, she'll, she'll cheat that 100% of the time. I think every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, this is, I'm going to lose and I'll have to start over. No, no, I'm going to pretend I did that. Every once in a while, I'll do it. How, yeah, how I'll do that. You find? I'll, I do that. Um, I would say I, I, I flub things in my favor. Usually, like you said, to kind of prevent grinding of repetition and like having to redo a scenario or something. Probably like once every three plays, I would guess. And then when yeah. I'm playing with my son, my new strategy, I guess my wife too. I'll say that quieter in case she hears. Um, what I do is I play like full power full power for about 75% of the game and then I adjust as needed so that it, it's at least close you know and like I, it's it's fine for me to win I want my son to get the experience of losing but I'd rather him lose by five points than 50 you know right. what I mean <laughs> and then I, I have on occasion like if there's a game that we haven't won for a while my wife's clearly like not loving it I'll uh I'll um you know, a lot of Euros just have a lot of point counting at the end, and that's usually very private. Like, dit, 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 dit. I'll just count wrong. I was like, I got five points from this. I got twenty-five. You know, my total is. Oh, you had you had, a, and I'll wait. I'll let her go first. Oh, you had one hundred and ten. Got one hundred and eight. Good job, sweetie. Wow, your really entire happy. marriage we'll is built the, on. We'll play the game again. I mean, <laughs> hey, man, you, you got you got to massage your your most regular players. No, they, so they want to keep playing with you. Want to keep playing the games you enjoy. Your entire marriage is built on lies. Sure. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. So with the playing the Castellans of Valeria, which my wife liked it, liked it, liked it. That's the uh, that's the one with the, the dexterity, right? No, no, that's the the dice drafting area. No, no, control. no it's, it's the one with the uh, the hats. No, no, the dice drafting the area control. You don't have one more? Disappointed in you. Um, but she liked it, liked it, liked it until because she was, it's a five round game. In the first three rounds, she just, had, her, the lead was, her lead was increasing a little bit, a little bit each time. Yeah. The last two rounds, everything that I had put into place paid off. And suddenly, you know, the final score was like, I don't know, it's like 100. 30-ish points or whatever and then suddenly i went from losing by 12 to winning by 22 or something yep so so will if you had accidentally miscounted your points and she had won by a little bit would she play that game again with you more likely 
No, only because in this one, like she saw the writing on the wall, and like right, was, right. What I'm saying is, if if the final round didn't play out that way because oh, some yeah. of those things didn't happen accidentally, you know, may, maybe. But it's so hard to know because like she'll play Red Dragon and just get whooped, and it's fine. She'll get crushed in Bunny Kingdom. So in general, every mm-hmm. game I play with my wife or my kids, I will make sure they win the first game. Because that is the only way. I'm, I'm being totally honest here, and I, I know some people are going to say I shouldn't do this. That is the only way for me to get the unvarnished opinion of whether they actually want to play the game again, without because because neither my wife nor my sons are good losers on the first time they play a game, and and if they lose a game, they are very unlikely to want to play it again. That's just yeah, my yeah, in, experience. Yeah, in general, my, my wife's admittedly is not the best loser but she's she's like legitimately actually been working on it like you know she's like legitimately like getting better at it. but what will always get her is if like we're playing a co-op games if there is the potential to just lose like i'm, I'm looking to loop right behind me yeah. if you have terrible luck yep and you know some bad planning and everything just comes out in the exact same shunt of that little yep. tower you know, which doesn't happen a lot, but it can happen. Like it happened once and she's like, I'm done. I hate it. I'm not playing again. You know, and that, that's fair. That is fair. That is fair. Yeah, that, 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 that's fair. That's fair. And I, I love it. And, and I think that's most, go back to what you said earlier. I think it's most common in those crisis management games. Pandemic yeah. has the same kind of thing, you know. And yeah, when, when bad things are coming out and you got to manage them or you lose the game, sometimes the bad things can come out in just the right combination that you lose immediately. <laughs> yep. Yep. Same thing with Salvation Road. I believe the first time I played that, I lost on turn three. Yep. I've, mistakes were made. Like <laughs> Everybody, like I, I want you to know the extreme emotional roller coaster that was, because this was during the height of the pandemic when everyone was locked down. My wife had left town to be with family. So I was literally all alone in my house for five or six weeks over my birthday, over Thanksgiving. I was like, you know what? For my birthday, I'm going to buy a couple games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy my buddy Mike's game. I'm going to buy this game. I'm going to play it. I set it up. I learn it. And I lose on turn three. And I send a message. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I played it again and enjoyed it. However, that was like, I've never felt. So I, under, I understand when my wife's like, I don't want to play that game ever again. Yep. So what I'm saying, everybody, is uh, Michael Kelly has two copies of Salvation Road. See if you can get one from him Three. and lose Three. quickly. But everybody, uh, as always, make sure you subscribe to whatever to One Stop Co-op Shop. Uh, join the Patreon. Join our channel membership. Go vote for everybody on Golden Geek and also vote for everybody else on Golden Geek. I don't know that it does anything for you, but it sounds good to have a Golden Geek. And uh, uh, as always, if you enjoyed this video, you found it useful, like, subscribe, share, join. Uh, Thank you so much for watching or listening and have a wonderful, wonderful day. They, They can't, they can't hear you wave. Bye. This is so weird. Do you see this? Like my, my filter. Yeah. I think you got to put it like in front of your face. Nope. 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 Yeah. We had, so I actually had the worst experience I've ever had selling a game. This uh or to buying a game, buying a game, yeah. Oh, buying a game, okay. Yeah. So like you know, when he was kind of a dick about sending it. He's like, Well, I'm just giving like giving it away for free. I was like, mm, I'm kind of paying you almost retail price for this thing because my buddy really wanted Vagrant Song. So I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, he can't find a copy in Canada. I was like, All right, I'll keep my eye out. And uh I found one. 
So, okay. He's like, yeah, there's a little scratch on the cover. And, uh, you know, the, the bindle's like a little bit torn because it's tiny. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And like he sends it. bag and that bindle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're an English teacher. You know what a bindle is. I, I know what a bindle is because of Vagrant Song. I'm going to it. <laughs> yeah, so is, so is anyone who knows what a bindle is. Um, and so it gets here. Or so he, he sends it just as I was leaving town for this wedding for 10 days. And I was like, well, I'm leaving town. As soon as I get back, I'll check it and make sure it's fine. So no, 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 no you don't need to do that because it's going to be there. You'll be able to track when it's there. I'm like, right. It'll be in the house. We have a dog sitter. I'll check it to make sure everything's there when I get back. And like, he was like real bent out of shape about this. So I was like, well, that's what I'm doing. So like, you got the money, whatever, should be fine. So I get back and it's a show inside the box. Like, the shipping box, the games open in the box wow. is spilled out all over. And the bottom corner of the shipping box is actually a little hole big enough for like the, the little hearts to like fall out, you know, those little tiny hearts to fall out and maybe some of the smaller tokens. And so I assume so like, so, and the box is like, all the, the corners of the box are like split, like, you know, coming apart. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I'm not really happy with how you ship this. And the box is messed up. So uh, why don't you give me my shipping back and like, you know, knock another five bucks off of this thing. Yeah. He's like, okay. And I was like, and I'll do an inventory to make sure it's all in there. And he's like, no, oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so I do the inventory. It's missing three of the reference cards and all the dice. To be fair, I can replace that, but not it's just these sixes, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're just these. But... That, that's, that's the least impactful thing to be missing of what you could be missing, but it's Absolutely. still going. Total, completely replaceable. However, that ain't like new. Yes. Like, I'm not... They advertise it as like new? Sorry, excellent. He said it's excellent. It has a scratch. You know, maybe your definition of excellence doesn't match everybody else. And I was like, yeah, this is... And then by now, I'm annoyed with the guy. I was like, you know what? Give me my money back. Send me a label. And he's like, I'm not doing that. It's not my fault that your post office poked a hole in the in the box and then stuff came out of the box. I was like, file an insurance claim. He's like, I didn't get insurance. Like, It sounds like a you problem. Yeah, well, it's, I'm sorry. Did, did did the reference cards fall out of the, t- the hole that the <laughs> post office put to the box? Yeah, and the and the they huge spontaneously curved themselves. Yeah, and the huge dice. Yeah, exactly. Like the, you know, and so he's like, "I'm not going to just do it." Then he blocks me. He seems to be a little more money. He blocks me. So I'm not paying for shipping. I was like, "Okay, PayPal claim." Like, and then he goes to this whole martyrdom speech about, well, you should enjoy your free game and here's your money back and just have your free game. I was like, well, okay. Or you can send me a label and I'll send it back to you. Like, I'd, I'd like, I've said this like 37 times, but then, so I put up a thing on like the uh, group I bought it in. So yeah, just everybody beware, you know, like you sent me crap, you know, it's not, he's going to pretend it's better than it is. And I get a whole bunch of people sending me messages. Yeah, he did that to me too. So interestingly, I had a similar experience where I was the bad guy. Michael. But, but unintentionally. And actually, I was also you. So I was both sides of this equation with the same game. Yeah, so KDM. I really want to try KDM. I found a copy that uh, wasn't too bad. Like, I don't know. I, I think... I think I might have paid slightly under $400 with shipping, right? Which with the game new being 400 is not, and then you got to pay more for shipping. It's in the worst. So I got it and 
KDM is full of cards. I don't know if you've seen KDM like in oh, physical yeah. form. Yeah. Um, they had done like nothing to secure anything. So the box was like all junked up. Every card was everywhere. Every token was everywhere. Pieces of random miniatures. I couldn't tell what mini was from what. Like they oh, were, they weren't even put together. Screws, some were not. Some were put together. Some weren't. I wasn't even sure. Some were like from expansions. Like it was a total crap show. So the the guy was nice. He he gave me like I don't know. I, pr- I probably probably after he gave me some money back, I probably ended up paying like hundred and fifty for the game. So it's a wow. great price for KDM. Yeah. And then I played KDM a lot. And then I, I wanted to sell on to somebody else. And I, in, in, their, in their defense, I had never done an inventory because I don't usually do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't count a thousand or whatever it is, KDM cards and like every, and f- track down what every sprue of each miniature is. Yeah, like it would have taken, like it took me like an, an hour and a half or two hours just to catalog this dumb, just yeah. vagrant song. Like, and it was, so, so it was, I, yeah. I sent it to the new person, love, like shipped in a lovely way. But then they emailed back and they're like, hey, you're missing this miniature, this and this miniature, you're missing this card, you're missing this card. I was like, ah. So I think in the end, I was like, whatever, it's it's free for you because I didn't want to worry about it. I certainly didn't want it back at that point. You know what I mean? So I was like, yep, there you go. Free game. I, I do not care. So, you know, I paid $150 for the privilege of playing KDM many times. And then uh, and then just the rest was a loss. And the privilege of not taking 20 hours to sort it. Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay three hundred dollars to not sort this for you. That'd be nice. Yeah. 